into myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn your love back And it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe it's not true Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters, the fans forum as Brighton go 2-0 down at home to Everton, another great goal by Everton and it's uh, 30 minutes gone, they scored up to 34 seconds Everton, Everton have got the bit between the teeth with Leicester getting beat today, um, doing us a favour, it has to be said, Brighton have been on our tails um, and Manchester United tails and uh, you know, after the weekend we've had, um, we could do with a few favours as well, uh, maybe Liverpool could get beat next please. Uh, but Kev, uh, we'll come to you first, mate. Um, I, I summed it up yesterday on Twitter. That was a good game yesterday. Newcastle United <coughs> played well. The stats tell you the same. It was just one of those days. And when Murphy hit the post, I turned to my dad in, in the stand and I said, it's going to be one of them days. And I, and I was right. And we huffed and we puffed. Um but we just couldn't blow the house down. And, and Arsenal took their chances. And if you don't take your chances at this level, you get punished. But for me, it was an outstanding game. And again, it reminded me of that game where we played Chelsea away last season. Um, we conceded a late goal. We matched Chelsea all the way through the game. We didn't take our chances and Chelsea went up the other end and scored. It was obviously not in the same kind of way. But how did you see the game? Am I wrong? No, I think you're right. I was, it was a very enjoyable game. Um, to be honest, it was just one of those two sucker punches that really hurt at the end of the day. And the, I thought Arsenal played well. I thought we played well. A little disappointed at, the, at their first goal of how, how we conceded it. I thought the pressure was a little bit soft and light and didn't expect Odegaard to hit it from whatever it was, 30-odd yards. And you expect Pope to get there, but I didn't think even Nick Pope expected that. But, it, it you know, the... the but it, it, again, it was a, a very good game of football. It was a tactical, it was a tactical battle, if you will, and they just took their opportunities. Um, you know, there was a bit of the old shithousery, dark arts, whatever you want to call it, from both both sides. Because I think there's a bit of a um, what's the word I'm looking for? A bit of not a rivalry, but you know, there's a there's a, something's going on between the, both sets of players that they pretty much don't like each other, which is fair enough, and it was competitive, which you want to see. From both sides, um, but yeah, so I enjoyed it. It was just frustrating at the end of the day, you know, when we hit the post twice. You know, again, like you said, it's just one of those days at the office. I didn't think it, we played bad at all. It was just frustrating, and um, I thought the his inclusion of Murphy was a bit interesting. I, I thought he would have went with Miggy to be perfectly honest, but you can understand why, you know. But that's just my little gripe out of because I think um, their left back uh, Sushenko. When it tucks inside to be a six, there's a lot of space. And I think, yes, Murphy's got pace, but I think Mickey would have done a lot more to counteract that in terms of his um, involvement going forward. So, yeah, it is what it is. We'll just move on. We'll move on to uh, whoever we got next. can't remember, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. And I think, yeah, it was, it's one of those games, to be honest. Yeah, Leeds, yeah. So that's going to be another interesting one with Fat Sam there and best coach in the world, apparently. So, um, yeah, we'll move on to Leeds and turn it around. Yeah, I, I, I listen. I'm, I'm just not down. I, I, I left the ground. Obviously, I don't like losing any game, but I didn't leave the ground 
miserable. I, I just genuinely felt, you know, we you know, we just didn't take our chances. We missed Longstaff, huge gap in the midfield again yeah. where Longstaff's in, and, and the news, you know, which we said last week, you know, we, we thought that there was a problem with his foot. It, it doesn't look like it's got any better. And the news today from Lee Ryder in the Chronicle is that he's still... Uh, you know, still needs to see a specialist. Um, I, that doesn't sound good at all. Ian, your, your views on the game yesterday? Um, the word frustrating um, is probably the, 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 the best word to describe it. Um, I, I thought we played well. I thought we matched them. I thought a draw would have been a fair result. But like you say, we didn't put our chances away. Um, we had some guilt edge, edge chances, you know, like that we should have scored. Um, the header that came off the bar, was it? was it... Share, I can't remember. I've not watched the game. Isaac, well, Isaac, Isaac hit the Isaac hit the post. Murphy hit the post. Fabian Shaw hit the bar. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was uh, shares at the Gallagher. Um, that he, he had so much space. He should have scored that. You know. Um, obviously Murphy hitting the post. Um, sort of set us back. Not getting the penalty. I think was the big the big change. I think the lads struggled after that a little bit and um, obviously Arsenal went up the other end and scored and the, I, I felt like the Reds went down just, just you know, not massively, just a little bit and it just knocked them for five, ten minutes. Um, but they're a good team, you know, we've got to take it on the chin that we, I think, anyway, my opinion is we matched them. Um, they put, you know, they put one goal away and we and, and the own goal and uh, they had, to be fair to them, they had more chances but we had chances. I think it was even give or take, on um, shots on target and shots throughout the match. Fairly even on possession to the eye. I've not looked at the stats. 3-0 like. to Everton. Wow. McNeil, another good goal. 3-0 Everton, 34 minutes played. Sorry, Ian. Knocked you yeah, right, mate. No problem. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement with what you said. Um, I, when I came out, I was a bit peed off, I'll be honest. Um, but not through... Our performance or the lads, I think you just get into this mindset where we are playing well and even when we don't play well, we still win. And it, it might be a little bit of taking things for granted and a bit of a reality check that although we are a great great team, I think, that we do sort of lack in areas and that'll be that'll be sorted out this, this coming summer, I think. So, yeah, I've seen Darren after the game anyway. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was good to see you, mate. We'll not talk about that one, eh, Darren? <laughs> <laughs> Peter was doing good, wasn't it? It's like some of the reaction, they're like, "How are you? Not the end of the world." There was a load of melts outside that were uh, being a bit of a pain in the backside, and uh, so I, I, Darren dealt with them. I behind him, just going, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite yeah, fun. Bruno, Bruno was Bruno seemed to be uh, out of sorts, and I, I, I mean, I'm just reading Tell's uh, comment there earlier on, where he said there's, there's some unbelievable media comments saying Bruno's garbage. People need to wobble their heads. And another day, we'll look. Yesterday, it could have been a win. It's still in our hands. Uh, Bruno is injured, and I, 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 I've got no doubt about that. Bruno needs an operation, and they are trying to get Bruno through the end of the season, and he is not doing himself any favors. He was not a full pace. He was, you could see him at times protecting it. He wasn't limping, but me personally, I don't think Bruno was 100% yesterday. Yeah, he shot, this, this, you know, the shot that was by Bruno's standards, it was feeble, you know, and just the whole the whole game, he looked slightly off pace. Everton really did play, play him well in the midfield, you know, and he misses, he, it's plain to see that he misses Longy, you know, um, 
Yeah, that, that extra that extra guy to put his foot in. I thought Willock was pretty poor in the game. For me, he, he didn't have his best game. Um, so I, I, you know, Bruno is without a doubt he's injured. He's a class player. We all know his quality. We know what he can do. Um, but against against the better teams, it's going to show more. You know, you know, they they did do a number on him a little bit yesterday for me and. And unfortunately, like you say, with him being off the pace, he's not as quick. He's not. He's. I don't think he's confident even when he's sort of passing the ball, and which is which is not Bruno, you know. So, um, yeah, he had a, he had an off day, and I think in the summer they'll get whatever's up with him, his ankle or whatever, they'll get it sorted, and he'll be uh, be back to his brilliant self next season. I'm telling you. Yeah, he definitely will be. George, uh, give us your take on the game, mate. Well, uh, like everybody else, disappointing in one way, but in a in a football sense, if you if you're a football purist, it was a, it was a good game. Uh, you know, both sides played some perfect, superb stuff. Um, for me, the best man on the pitch scored the winning goal. Um, and the second goal, well, I, I have to say, in my own little mind, as a, as I see what I could with me, me crooked eyes, uh, their second goal. I could hear my old coach from Newcastle, Benny Craig, old Newcastle fullback, shouting when the, the, the lad got to the byline, hit it. Because Benny Craig always used to say, if you cannot see anybody in the box belonging to you, uh, to pass it to, hear it as hard as you can, and it'll hear a defender and go in. And that's exactly what happened to poor Shaw. It just hit him and he, he couldn't control that. It was going so hard. So, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd have a smile at that, but Apart from that, uh, they did a good job on Bruno. He, yes, he's not fit. I mean, uh, I mean, if you've, if you've listened to our Neil on on uh, on me, amigos, he, he he knows all about these soft tissue injuries and spoken about it a while. But uh, uh, and uh, for me, Longstaff is always a miss. I I I, I do think he, he doesn't get the credit for what he does. In my opinion, uh, all the running he does, the long runs and the and the other thing, as I've said before, um, is that uh, Longstaff is a, is a midfielder I like because his immediate thought is going forward. He wants to go forward. Um, and that's uh, uh, um, important to me. OK, uh, we lost you a little bit there, George, but you're back now, so don't worry about it. Alan, give us your views on the... Uh... On the game? Well, I'm not too dis- disappointed, lads. Like I said last week, uh, George was very confident. It's a flip of a coin, games like this. And the turn on decisions, uh, hitting the post in the first minute, and then the penalty decision getting overruled, it, it just led you to believe it's not going to be our day. Um, Shaw's absolute sit on the second half where any side of the goalkeeper would have been a goal. Ones each game on, you don't know what would have happened after that. Fine margins, two great teams slugging it out, and unfortunately we came at the wrong side. Uh, there's one thing that I would say about the dark arts. I mean, you had Arsenal fans laughing at us because we, we did it to them, and they got a draw and they were moaning the, the bollocks off last, uh, last game about us doing that, and then they did the same. Oh, so I've got no complaints, lads. Really haven't. Great game, two great teams fighting it out, and we came on the wrong side of it. Disappointed, gutted, yes. We've got four cup finals now to go. Two wins, and like 
you've touched on with Bruno, Stephen. I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago to the lads. Drop Bruno and get him sorted out. As soon as we get top four qualification, get him out the team and get him sorted. Because we've known for weeks he's been injured. Um, but overall, very good. But disappointed with the result, lads. And you've got to remember, Arsenal are a very, very top team. So I'm no disgrace in that. No much of that. They took their chances and we didn't. End of. Don't know your views. Yeah, I mean, it was a top of the table clash and games like that, all about, I decided on fine margins. I mean, um, the Odegaard goal, I mean, Odegaard could have done Swan Lake and the amount of uh, space he had in front of goal. It was a case of basics, not not getting to him quick enough to shut that shot down. Fair enough. Hold on. But Arsenal also had other chances, but thanks to our keeper, who was obviously man of the match, he kept us in it with his, you know, with his stops. And if he hadn't been on his game, it could have been a, mm-hmm. what do you call, a massacre, really, if Arsenal had uh, taken those other few chances they had before half-time. After half-time, again, lucky it was, basically, when we hit that the, the post in the second half, I think we all knew it's not our day today. When it's not your day, nothing goes for you. So, you know, we deal with it. We move on. Leeds is a you know, a big a big game on Saturday. So, you know, let's motor on there and get something. And Darren, your views? Um, same as lad. I say, like, yeah, we got beat, but that's, it's not the end of the world. I was, I was disappointed in the result and not like, like, like more disappointed in the performance, but you can tell Bruno's injured because, unfortunately, I think he was the worst player on the pitch yesterday. I think he's injured. Um, you, you were all you're watching the match and say it, but it's just like when you come out, like, like, like the last said, people were doing a glow up, got to hang themselves. Some, some of them would say, What the right. um, some reactions of like, are just mental, just get over it. We've got beat up the end of the world. Yeah. We've, got four cup fingers, we've got four cup fingers, yeah, and it's like yeah. to be where we are in the league, the cup fight and the cup finals. Bloody hell, you told me to start the scene, I'll, I'll stop your hands off it. So Wherever we finish now, even if we don't finish the Champions League, I'm not too bad. The UEFA Cup football, we've got some sort of UEFA Cup football. So just, I, I don't think these will be a hard game on Saturday. All right, it's, that's that's a hard game. I, I've, I've got a bad feeling. Um, but just crack on. Newcastle just it's bad day of us. Shake ourselves down. Get back to graph tomorrow. We're on tactics for Sunday. Yeah, yeah, simple as that, really. I, I do think it's uh, yeah, overreacting is part and parcel of, of being a Newcastle fan. I think uh, you see it on social media, and you see it on, uh, on on other forms of social media. So yeah, just uh, you know. Constantly... Tell you what, though, Steve, when you when you see kids coming out and they're trying to uh, cause trouble with their own fans, it's embarrassing, actually. Yeah. Like you know, and. Um, they, like after after the game, I don't go into what happened. It was something nothing. It wasn't. There was no nothing major or anything. But just people coming out pissed up, working the ticket, and uh, um, and I thought just it, you know we we that's not our club. You know what I mean? That's not what we do. You know. So it was a bit bit disappointing to see people being dickheads like that. You know. But it happens. It, it, happens. it happens. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, they, 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 were, they were just they were just idiots. What they, they were drunk yeah. mortal and. 
Yeah. They were just one of the world. Like, you can tell you wanted to fight. And I went, yeah, 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 get away. Get your friends. Get lost. Just leave, leave yeah. people alone. And you just try to show yeah. off. You went away after, after I said, get lost. But you just idiots, young kids, immature. Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, Manchester United did us a favour as well. And at this moment in time, Everton are doing us a favour. Liverpool are the team that's, con uh, you know, constantly on our uh, heels and Manchester United's heels. But there's the fixtures. Ian leads away, of course, is our next one. Then we've got Brighton at home, Leicester at home and Chelsea away. Two wins in there. Leeds and Leicester. Uh, honest, honestly, I think I, I think we win all four. I know yeah, I might, might be we... being deluded. I really do. I looked at it and I thought Brighton are a good team and Brighton are hard to play. But we, I think, my opinion, looking at it without sort of black and white goggles on, I still I think we're a better team than them. I think we're a better team at home, and we don't generally have two games where we're that unlucky in a row. And I think yesterday it did boil down to we weren't that bad. All right, Bruno wasn't at his best. Um, the only thing, yeah, Bright, Brighton's the only one that I think could be a could be a slight issue, but I do think we win it. Um, Leeds, I think they're going to play right into our hand with the way that Sam Allardyce has set them up. Anyway, they're just going to be kicking the ball back to us, you know. And um, as long as as long as we concentrate, our our defenders are more than capable of dealing with them. Um, and uh, Chelsea are completely shot. I don't know what, you know, like even even when they've had a few all right, well, one all right result, you know, they've just looked, they've looked way, way off where they should be with the players they've got. So, yeah, I, th I think I think we'll be comfortable by before the Chelsea game, definitely done and dusted. And then rest rest Bruno once we are. I wouldn't rest him before, obviously, but uh, once, we, once we sound, then, you know, give Bruno a, a break. Doesn't sound like long he's going to be back before uh, before the end no. of the season to me though. No, definitely doesn't. Um, I mean, don't forget as well. Brighton play Arsenal next. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. so you know if they if they are going to go on to lose this game, I mean, the way the Premier League goes, Brighton could end up winning this four three. Of course, the way Everton are, but uh, you know, at the moment it looks very likely that Everton are going to win this game. Um, you know, for, yeah. for me, you know, Brighton, Brighton then have that tough game at the weekend. Arsenal aren't going to be wanting for aren't going to want to roll over. And 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 that really, you know, I think Newcastle win at Leeds. It's it's all it's all over by the, the shouting, you know. Um, I think it's between Liverpool and Liverpool and Manchester United then for fourth place. But you know, I think, I think some something to uh, another thing I think as well is with 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 regards to Liverpool, they've got a loss coming because they have been so yeah. flipping lucky. Like yeah, they have. you know, yeah. they 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 they're, they're the shadow of the team that they were in previous yeah. seasons. And I and I I can't see him being this lucky going forward, you know. So. Yeah, big big rebuild job there, uh, George. Just looking at the remaining fixtures. I mean, are you as confident? I'd, well, uh, I've got to be honest. I don't I don't think we're going to win all four. I think we I think we can beat Leeds. I think Brighton's the toughest uh, game. I think I think Leicester. I think Leicester's a, a a home banker. I think I think seven points out of those three. Chelsea's a flip of the coin. I mean, I'm I, you know I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure which Chelsea will turn up. What about you? That's right. <laughs> well, I'm confident to think that we could win all four. If if we if we've got our game head on, I still I think we could still win all four of those without any doubt. And that's how I was hoping it would would happen. Um, the other thing about Liverpool, Liverpool, in my opinion, and I hate to talk about conspiracies, but at the moment for me, Liverpool and Manchester United are being carried by VAR. 
three penalty the other Hold night. On, three three Hold penalty on. shows that went for them and shouldn't have done. Two two boots and faces, which in yes. in, in any other game would, would see somebody get a red card. They, they, they're grumbling because they've got yellow cards. And then the other night, Manchester United against West Ham, the bloke played basketball with a, with a, with a ball and still didn't get, get a penalty for West Ham. I mean, uh, I, you know, this notion that there's a conspiracy uh, doesn't work, usually wash with me, but I'm beginning to think it's time Stockley Park had a stick of dynamite underneath it because uh, it, 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 really it really looks bad uh, from anybody that's... Uh, watches football at all? It, it it has a nasty smell about it. Is all I'd say. We got it right yesterday, though, in our game, George. I agree. I, yes, uh, I was wasn't apparently agreed with that. Agreed with what Alan Shearer said about that. But um, the, the the one thing they do they won't do, which puzzles me, uh, to to help to put it right, is to do what all the other games have done: cricket, uh, basketball, rugby league, rugby union. You hear what the referee's saying to the people in the in the in the in the TV room. I want to look at this. I want to look at that. And then you hear what the bloke in the TV room says. Well, this is the best one. That's the best one. We'll give you this one. And so that the fans are up, up to speed with it all the time. Where at Stockley Park, it's all done in silence. You don't really know what's being said. What's been? What's uh, what, what they're doing? I mean, it go back to the, our Crystal Palace game. Uh, a while ago, and show the show. Oh, we've lost you again, George. Uh, we've lost. Uh, we've lost you, George. We've lost you, Barry. Um, we were talking there about uh, obviously the, um, the you know the VAR situation. I mean, I, I thought they got that right. I think the decision was right. Um, I mean, I, I found the funniest thing in the game yesterday was watching the interaction between um, Alan Shearer and Ian Wright. They did the behind the scenes when they're actually watching the match when they weren't live on air and they were just having pops at each other right, left and centre. And I think Shearer there said that the decision was right, but it shouldn't have took the referee six or seven times looking at it on VAR to make a decision, to overturn his initial decision. That was that that was the thing. I mean... Yeah, he said you could you couldn't clearly tell whether it touched his touched his leg first and then his hand. When you showed the pictures back, you could see it knocked against his shorts and then on the hand. So, I mean, for me, the Arsenal game was always going to be a benchmark of where we were, Steve. Mm-hmm. You know, we've played the second top team in the country. We didn't embarrass ourselves. Yes, the luck didn't go for us. I felt so for, sorry for Shaw. You could see by his face when he scored the own goal, he was just absolutely gutted. Pope kept us in the game, but at the same time, we had three or four chances that any other deal would have gone in. You know, Isaac's been scoring those goals for fun and he, it didn't work for him. Um, we've had other chances. I do wonder whether having Wilson and Isaac, I know everybody seems to want them to start together. When we started bringing the subs on, it didn't seem to give us many options. We just seemed to be bringing on subs that were like for like. We weren't really changing it up. You know, in the in previous games, we've we've switched them around. We've used Isaac on the wing. Well, with them both on for the start, I think they're for me one of the most effective players. Either of them that you can bring on because they have such an impact. I mean, I have to say, I thought um, Anderson was class when he came on again. I think he's got to be there or thereabouts to be get. And I understand it's getting close to the end of the season. But Christ, how much has the kid got to do to actually get in the team? 
Yeah. I thought Murphy played really well. I thought he was a bit unfortunate. He he did what he was expected to do. And it was it was like George said, it was a good game for the bystanders. For us sitting there biting your fingernails off, trying to watch them hopefully score yeah. a goal. Um thinking God is Eddie Howard, one of the backroom staff, gonna get set off any minute because they're gonna lamp the fourth official clean out on the side of the pitch. But it's one of those things. Arsenal, they're a crack inside, and there George said it, the best player on the field was their captain. Unbelievable mm-hmm. goal. I think he he, he would have outplayed Bruno, I think, on, on Bruno's greatest day. I think he's probably not far a level off from Bruno anyway. So, But like you guys say, I think there's, there's two clear winnable games in the last four. I think the two home games should be six points straight away. The Chelsea game, totally agree with you, Steve. Either way, Chelsea depends on what turns up. It's the last day of the season for them. God, one minute yesterday, it looked as though they were going into the relegation zone. Um, and the Leeds game... Who knows? Roll it on. I think, for me, I look at it, this season's been unbelievable. Wherever we finish, if we don't make it in the Champions League, yeah. yes, I'll be disappointed. But wherever we finish, we have been unbelievable. We are going onwards and upwards. We are only going to get better. Arsenal yesterday, it'll take a lot to improve their team. We won't. If we sign the right players in the summer, we will improve dramatically over the summer. So, come <coughs> on, lad. You know, wherever we finish, we're only going to be better next season. Yeah, Mick, Mick Millian, uh Kev makes a good point here. He says, uh, I think Arsenal have taken the dark arts crown from us. The main difference yeah. is how the press report is. We were slated and then nothing said about them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I watched this yesterday. Fair play to Arteta. I mean, from taking, taking his time with the substitutions, turning into them, giving them advice before they went on the pitch. The goalkeeper, Ramsdale, no. the goalkeeper from Ramsdale was wasting his time. Wasting time. They, they did what we did at their place, and they did it well. Absolutely, and look, that's playing the game of football. At the end of the day, I do that with my teams. When there's an injury or whatever, like you gather everybody around, you get your point across, you do your job. That's his job. And it, 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 again, it's Eddie Howe would probably do the same thing. Essentially, you know, it's just playing the game. It's not bad or it's not you know bring the game into disrepute it's just playing the game of football that's what any manager would do in any given circumstance however i've got to <clears throat> it break them by the penalty i disagree with george slightly because if that hit touches thigh then goes in arm where's that ball going to go after the fact there's a second phase of that but that's by the by and yeah. that's conjecture and there's a big opinion about it i think it could have been a penalty either way but it wasn't just so i had to get that out there sorry george i love you but you know, it's all right. It's why they call it the beautiful game, Kevin. Exactly. And again, it's, you know, if the shoe was on you, I mean, right from minute one, when Ramsdale got that goal kick, he was taking his time. He was shifted across from other side to other side. And yes, the crowd got on his back. But if it was Nick Pope doing it, it'd be like, well done, you know. And yeah. that, that's just part of it. Look, I've, I've got mates at Arsenal fans and you know, and all the rest of it. But look, they're a good side. And again, we didn't disgrace ourselves. We didn't get thumped. And so, yeah, I mean, over the next four, within the, the question there, that within the next four games, I think we can go three, maybe. Again, the Chelsea one's a bit of a toss of a coin. Depends on who turns up on the day. I think Brighton, obviously, now I'm not watching the game. I had it on, but obviously they're kind of falling apart a little bit and, you know, feeling a little bit of pressure to get into the European spots, what they the pressure they have. Um, Everton are fighting for the lives, so that's and Leeds are fighting for the lives. But I think we can get three out of the four. I'll be happy with that, and 
whatever points total we'll get, we'll get at the end of the day. Alan, you were quite vociferous there about the whole time-wasting thing. I don't think anybody disagrees. I mean, I didn't hear anybody moaning and groaning about it last night. You know, at the end of the day, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. If, uh, you know, and, and you know, it, it just added it just added to the frustration yesterday because I think we all went up there expecting Newcastle to come away with something. Mm-hmm. Well, like you say, Steve, you know me, I've been on all the YouTuber channels and also fans were saying, oh, how dare the Newcastle fans complain about us wasting time and we did it from the eighth minute, but we only did it from the eighth minute. I thought to myself, well, is it so we've got to wait till the 81st minute before we waste time next year? Because we'll do the same again at the Emirates next year. So it, I've got no complaints whether you waste time in the eighth minute or the 81st. It's part and parcel of the game, lads. Now it's up. I think George mentioned it um, a good point, or it has been mentioned. Of, if Time wasting is going to be allowed to continue like it has been, then it's up to the referees to stop it, lads. Yeah. Up to the referees yeah. to say, nip it yeah. in the board, yeah, cards, whatever. Uh, and that's the only way around it. Or add time yeah. on like the World Cup, you know? Um, yeah. It's simple. There's ways and means around it. But if you're not, if you're all in the, the, the rules of the game, like we did it awesome and also did it us yesterday, then so be it. I've got no complaints whatsoever. Regarding the four fixtures, I think we can win the lot. I think Kevin's right. Probably we will slip up on one of them and maybe it's a draw. But I think people don't, you know, a lot of the, the soft hearts, this is sweetly bum time, lads. And I think we can do it. And it'll show our metal. I definitely, two wins straight away. And we're there, lads. Really, we're Brighton getting beat tonight. That's the maximum they can get at 70 points. Yeah. Liverpool, even if they win their three games, they're going to have to win their three games by huge amounts because of our goal difference. So, yeah. you know, two wins, lads, and we're there. We're there. And it'll yeah. be a tremendous season. Absolutely unbelievable. It's been a tremendous season anyway. Whatever happens, it's been tremendous. Yeah. Yes, there'll be disappointment, as, as um, uh, Barry said, I think it was, if we drop out the Champions League positions. That isn't going to happen, lads. That isn't going to mm-hmm. happen. It's, Newcastle aren't going to go on this sudden run where they lose the next four games. Um, and not everybody behind this is going to win every game. Either. Sorry, it just, yeah. Football doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Jimmy, good evening, mate. Good to see you. Welcome back. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy. Hey. hey, we you know, you need more Atlanta people on this on this panel. <laughs> it's a takeover. It's a takeover. But uh, how are you? How are, how are you, Jimmy? First of all, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Doing well. It doesn't matter. As you can see, I wasn't prepared to hop on, so had my nurse putting my hat on. So that's good. Good stuff. Good to see you. Mate. What did you make? What did What did you make of the Arsenal game, then, Jimmy? Yeah, behind your ear. Um, I'm kind of like you when I saw that shot. Um, you know, hit the post. I'm like, oh my god, here we go. It's gonna be one of these days, and um, just one of those days to where you just had to turn turn the social media feeds off because the the doom and gloom. I you know I, I couldn't be couldn't be a part of it yesterday, except for firing off on Everton fans, um, delusional. <laughs> that delusional lot, but um, it's a one off. We can still, you know, we control our own destiny. So, um, 
um, have no doubts that we'll find our way into the Champions League. Um, once again, I'm not one to, you know, bash the officials but or the refs, but come on. He lost complete control of that game. Um, that was probably one thing I was most disappointed on. Um, you know, when we do it, do something like that, we get raked across, you know, the media. When they do it, it's, you know, great Good play. coaching. Yeah. And, yeah get I mean, right on. I was trying not to interrupt before, Jimmy, but I'll just interrupt you, mate, because we're pals and that. But, um, I, would, I, I was just going to say before, when we were talking about the dark arts and them doing what they did to us, the one major difference is our coach didn't come out and piss and moan about it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. He said, yeah. well played. Yeah. Their little weasel came out and made a fucking massive deal of it, didn't he? You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. Sorry, Jimmy, yeah. carry on. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Sky... And Sky coming out with this, you know, this this graphic that, you know, we take three extra seconds, you know, before every, you know, you know, longer than anyone else to take a, a goal kick is just like, come on, man, really? <laughs> if you're really that annoyed, you know, with you know, goalkeepers wasting time, we can just start with bring back the five-second rule or four-second or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's up to the officials to, you know, throw a card out early if, we're, if somebody's taking too long. Mm -hmm. And that'll stop it. But if the ref allows it, then, yep. you know. Chris Kavanagh reminded me of a Sunday league referee I used to have who was everybody's pal on the pitch spent more time talking to people than he did actually paying attention to what was going on. He had his back turned at, uh, on occasions when, you know, he, he should have been watching what was going on. And Steve Middlemas obviously seen it. He said, look like the ref was joining in on the Arsenal attack. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the referee we had on a Sunday, he was your best pal, but he was your worst enemy because he, you know, he, he, he would yeah. stand in the centre circle in his flip-flops and never get out the centre circle, you know, and make decisions <laughs> from there. He's holding court from the centre circle. And I, he used to drive me mad. That's what Chris Cabinet reminded me of a Sunday morning referee. He was absolutely awful. Dave says the refs are shocking. Uh, Darren, just yeah. to, just you missed out because somebody went out and came back in, and you ended up moving up there. So you missed your turn on the just on just on the tactics that Arsenal put it. You can't you can't moan about it, can you, Darren? Really? Yeah, they kind of made we we you cause you cause all season long. Yeah, just 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 to say that we do it, <laughs> and what I was happy just. Forget about, just forget about what happened, move on the results and just go out the lead. But I think tactics are tactics. All 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 clubs do them sort of tactics, don't they? Yeah. And like just because you cast us top of the list for some strange reason for three mm -hmm. seconds, just I think just, just want to pick us out deliberately, don't they? Yeah. Well, to be honest, uh, you know, for me, um, fair play to them. Uh, they deserve the win, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah so that's it. We we'll move, we we'll move on, chaps. Move on. We'll move on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to this one, Alan, because uh, you're, you're last on the panel. There, I'm gonna let you go first with this one. Elliot Anderson, he got, a, he got another little run out yesterday. If this midfield crisis, I'm gonna call it, um, develops, and say for Leeds, we do have no long staff, and potentially 
you know, we, I mean, we all seem, seem to think Bruno is at least below par. You know, if, if the worst happened and Bruno maybe was out as well. I mean, is it time to give Elliot Anderson a go? I mean, how did trust him enough to play him in that Liverpool game from the start? And then Pope got sent off through no fault of his and he was the, he was the man to go off. We've only seen fleeting glimpses of him in games since then. Is it time to give him a bit of a start, especially against Leeds? Simple answer is yes. Mm-hmm. How are you going to encourage young players from the academy to see a pathway through the future, Steve? It's all right. We're looking forward to buying new players in, but youngsters have got to be given the light that some young lad, when he's worthy of his place, can get in the team. I say yes without a doubt. I've said it after the Nottingham Forest game. And that's why I was so sad that that goal was cancelled. Because if he doesn't get his chance, lads, he might never get another chance to score a goal. And he can't say anything. It's the way things are going. I think without doubt, Steve, um, I've said it all along, the academy players like Atlee Anson should be given a chance of running the team. And if he isn't good enough, you move him on. Simple as that. He hasn't been given a chance. He's only had cameo rules. And some people, oh, he's not good enough. He's, I don't think he's good enough. We played against Sheffield Wednesday. He didn't look. The lad's never been given a full chance. So, cut a long story short, Steve. I'll wrap it on for 10 minutes about this. Definitely yes. Without it out. It wouldn't bother me in the slightest. Because... Uh, I, I personally think Elliot Anderson deserves a chance, Kevin. I, I yeah. saw you nodding along as well. Would you, would you give him a go at Leeds? Maybe not at Leeds, because I think that might be a different atmosphere. And I mean, he could, but I, I wouldn't. I would put, bring him in against the likes of the Brightons and the um, Leicester. Leicester at home. I'll put. I'll bring him in in a home game. Yes, uh, yes. But I want him to play. He's a young product of the academy system, and that like, I totally agree with Alan. Um, there's got to be pathways for young talent that we have. I know I've shared with a group and I'd kept it quiet for a while. I knew Lewis Miley was going to sign his first professional contract months ago. Um, so again, there's another one that can, not this year, but into the future where we have to integrate him into the team and integrate him into the squad. And again, the, the, the Geordie base, the, the local lads who need exposure within the first team and Yes, it could be cup competitions or whatever it is, but I would be hesitant against Leeds because I think they'll just be going kicking anything above grass mm-hmm. at this point. Um, you know, just where Big Sam plays, that's how he goes about things. And like a Sean Dice, but a little bit more, even more old school than him. Um, so I would go in with the, you know, the brighter Leicester, Leicester game. But again, it all depends on if the fitness of Bruno, what that looks like. You know, you could drop Joe Linton and hold in midfielders as a deeper six. And then you could just play him. I would play him on wide on the left or something like that. Not to ex- like overexpose him, but give him enough options going forward the way he can show his true talent because I think that's where he probably would want to rather be playing as a further forward. But he can do, he's like an Anthony Gordon. He's like our Anthony Gordon. He can play anywhere across the midfield or in a forward line outside the the main man, number nine or whatever. But, yeah, give him a go. But, again, horses for courses, where do you, when when do you play him? And it's management of him and what his expectations and lowering his, you know, tempering that and um, getting him into a side where he's going to feel comfortable. And I think that would be more at home versus an away game. But I could see him 
I could see him play at Leeds. I, I definitely could, but again, at the same time, I'll put him in at home. Johnny agrees with you. Leicester. Yeah. Leicester game would be perfect around this. Well, yeah, absolutely. Home game and their midfield lacks athleticism. Tom Lynch says, uh, why not give him a go against Leeds? I can't see any reason why not. He's looked quality. Like Steve Middlemas says, he looks like he's bulked up. I reckon he could handle it. And uh, no time to experiment with young lads until we secure a Champions League place, says Terra Seas. Uh, so lots of varied opinions on this. Barry, would you give uh, Elliot Anderson a chance to shine? And again, someone's pointed out in the chat there that Joe Linton is carrying a knock as well, which again has been reported in the Chronicle today. Talk about wrapping him in cotton wool the weekend. That's potentially three, isn't it? That could be missing. You could have Bruno. I mean, we, we've like took Bruno, we've took Bruno in. I mean, it looks as if Eddie was willing think... to play Bruno until he drops. Um, yeah. You know, which I can understand because he does still, he does, he does still give you that extra edge. And you know, playing Leeds next week, you know, he's, he's going to have to watch it because Leeds will get no make no mistake about it. Big Sam will have Bruno targeted on on at the weekend. But yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, potentially could be playing without Longstaff, could be playing without Joe Linton. And you know, if you're if you're having a half fit Bruno in the middle as well, then it's it's not great, is it? Anderson's good enough. I mean, he's he's only going to develop, he's only going to improve, but he needs that bit of team time to actually get there. And the problem you've got is the longer it goes on, we are going to make major signings in the summer, so potentially he's going to get pushed further and further back down the list anyway. If he hasn't had a chance to sort of shine by then, my worry would be that there's going to be other people in front of him. I think the kids, he's got it. He's got the passion. You know, he's Geordie born and bred. I think it's, I mean, he's taking chances on Gordon. He's chasing chances on ASM playing. Why? Anderson's not that far behind either of those. So, again, he, he, he's someone who could mix it up and change potentially the pattern of the team if we're struggling. I don't think Howell will play him from the start. I think Howell seems too much set in his ways. But certainly agree with the lads. There's no reason he couldn't come on. Um, his pace especially is a, is a huge asset and maybe not the Leeds game like you say but certainly the the two home games coming up why shouldn't he get a chance he's as good as the he's as good as the rest of them there and how seems to be all about at the minute about rotating the players and giving people a chance maybe later on in the game so go for it later in the game as well yeah some people felt that the substitutions were too late yesterday Barry what was your what was your thoughts on that do you think they were yeah. a little too late I think it, it, it especially it seemed like we were getting closer and closer before they scored the second goal. So he didn't seem mm. to want to make any changes. And like I say, yeah. for me, the my only issue was the plays he brought on were like for like with what was already there, Steve. He yeah, didn't struggling. Really once once you play Isaac and Wilson together, uh, once you play them both together, you haven't got that option up front. That's the problem. That's, so, that's the worry, isn't it? It will be interesting to see what he does. Uh, I mean, that ASM looked good when he came on. To be fair, um, nice. but you know, again, he's got he's got decisions to make, um, and some of them will be self-imposed with with whatever injuries, um, you know, we will have at the weekend. Jimmy Elliot Anderson, um, would you like to see the kid put in? Is it too early? Like Alan was saying, yes, I would, but I think we've seen through the season that. I would just assume, you know, shoot Bruno up with a with a painkiller and wrap him in duct tape and take him out. He's got his he's dead set on on a certain lineup, and I don't think Leeds is the game for him to start because it's you know we're still in a fight for that Champions League spot. So 
Sam started in Leicester. Once I think we get top four, it's I think he'll, you know, probably give him a start because there's nothing really to lose there. But Hal just yep. trusts the the senior players too much to pull them, despite their in- injuries. Agree. Okay. Uh, what's your views on this, Donald? Elliot Anderson? Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, as, as regards young players, if they're good enough, they're old enough. And uh, yeah. what do you call them? Um, Anderson, I mean, he's very unlucky with that forest goal. I mean, obviously, it must have knocked him when it was, but, you know, that's, that's another story. But I agree with the other lads. Leeds will be a hostile game for him to come into because basically, Big Sam will be saying, yeah. Let him have it. Let him have it. He, he, he won't be playing pretty football. We know what Sam Allardyce is football like. Adam. Yeah, but I, what I would say is home games definitely give him a start because, you know, he'll play with no fear. You know, he'll go out there and he'll show, he'll want to show what he can do. So, Leeds, definitely no, but come the Leicester game, Brighton game, give him a start. Let him loose, you yep. know. Yep. Say, go on, kid. Show us what you can do. And... I reckon, you know, as I say, he could do the business at home because he'll be eager to get that goal, get that first goal, having, you know, that'll still wankle with him. Yeah. The, the, the goal not being given against Forrest. So he'll, he'll want to prove a point. So, yeah. So, yes, from me. Okay. Well, Darren? Elliot's. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm a great believer. You, you play a strong team no matter what. And. I would say definitely no for for Leeds, Ellie Anderson, team on the bench. And if, he, if the player gets get injured, bring him on. If, if a draw, if say if we get a draw against Leeds, you want to beat Brighton again. You play your strongest team. You've got to, to win the game, and then if, if we're winning, bring him on for like last half an hour or so. But until like math, till we say for one top four, you've got to play your strongest team. Just me, just. How are I think it's Yeah. Coming time. Yeah. George. Well, on, on the plain side, if there's a, a disappointment for, for me this season, it's the fact that uh how kept them rather than let them go out and loan and has used them very sparingly. I I just find that yeah. uh quite surprising. There's no reason why he couldn't have had a, a full start by now. And contrary to what the lads are saying, um um, like Dunnell, if they're, if they're good enough, they're old enough. And I, I, I would think if he's good enough, he's good enough for Leeds. Uh, so I wouldn't hesitate about playing him in that game just because of the atmosphere. In fact, it, it, may be, it might actually help him to uh, to bed in quickly if, if he was involved in that. So I, I've got no hesitation about that. I mean, the lad's got fantastic feet. He's got the feet, same sort of feet as his grandfather had. And uh, he, he, he's... Uh, as, Somebody said he's bulked up. He's, he's certainly a better, a bigger athlete than he was when he started. Now I'd be inclined to give him a go and and, and, and take it from there. Because all what he will, as, as lads have said, we know what we're going to get from Big Sam. It's all going to be hundred miles an hour and up and under and and kick anything that moves. And uh, um, he's got, you know if he's going to be a Newcastle player, he's got to be up for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. 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 yeah, good point. Yeah, good point, Ian. 
I hate going up to George. You've <laughs> <laughs> been going first all day. I had to give us nice I know when you moved in around the fall. <laughs> um, I don't want to disagree with George, but I'm, I'm going to just for this one. Um, I, I do think he's good enough, and I, and I do agree with you if you're old enough, you're good enough sentiment. But I just think that that game is not the right game. If you're going to give him a, give him a start, it should have been earlier in the season when there wasn't as much pressure on, and it definitely shouldn't be against a team led by Sam Allardyce who's going to be kicking, you know... Kicking you all over the pitch. I think it'd be good. It'd be good to not, for me anyway, to not start with him in that game. I hope Big Joe's available, and I think if everybody who we know is not injured is available, taking obviously Longy out of that now, that he should revert to type. You know, I was buzzing when he started the two together, Wilson and Isak, but it doesn't give us an option B at the moment. Next season is different kettle of fish because we'll have another yeah. another forward of some sort, definitely okay. if not two. Okay, yeah. We need one. But at the moment, we do need that option, that second option. And, and Wilson is more effective at the moment with his levels of fitness, I think, anyway. Coming on as an impact sub when everybody on the pitch is knackered because yeah. he, he gets more space and he will put the ball in the back of the net. So, yeah, I wouldn't play him this game, but I do think he's... Well, what I've seen of him, he looks class. I was, you know, I, when when he stayed, I was I was buzzing because I thought he's going to get... he's going This will be the breakthrough season. Um I think next year is the breakthrough season, realistically, for him. He probably will get a start once we're safe, um, but not not against Leeds for me. Yep. Uh, substitutions are uh, paying dividends for Brighton, but they just can't find a way past Pickford, who seems to be uh, having a blinder. Uh, wonderful Jimmy Montgomery-style save there from uh, Pickford. Still 3-0, an hour on the clock. Blue Rhythm Boys says Martin Keown's quickly becoming the most dislikable <laughs> pundit on Radio Mind. Well, this is actually quite a good one, this, because uh, Peter Beardsley um, is clearly not a Martin Keown fan as well. Um, so if you're ever on uh, Talk Sport when he's on Blue Rhythm Boy uh, and you can get a chance to get through, um, maybe ask him how he qualifies as an invincible when he only played two games that season. That's one of, <laughs> that's one of Peter Beardsley's favourite quotes whenever I do a talking mm. with him. Um, he, he says he's not got the right to call himself an invincible. So... Uh, there you are. You can uh, you can chuck that one in. I'm sure you. I'm sure you'll uh, you'll embarrass him with that. Ainsley well, Foster. Steve, oh. Go on. Go on. Yeah. Steve, go on, I, I, have a, I have a question. Go on. Um, imagine what Elliot's thinking right now, or Elliot Anderson. You have a. You desperately want playing time. Yeah. But the kid is gonna be. I don't know. He, he, it's just he's gonna be the golden boy next year if we get in the Champions League because he's homegrown and the club's not gonna let him go. No. Nope. Right. Um. So hopefully next year will be his breakout. But I mean, you can see from the club is happy to keep him on the books no matter how much he plays. But he's definitely going to want more playing time than he's getting this season. So he's kind of in a tough position. <clears throat> i just like to see him get a bit more pitch time. I mean, you know, yeah. somebody's made the point there about Gordon. You can't play Elliot Anderson above Gordon. Why? Because you've spent money on him? Uh, you know, if, uh, yeah, that's Eddie Howe decides, decides on the training ground 
the best yeah. policy, you know what I mean? And who, whoever is putting the effort in, whoever's playing well, should like, should get in. We don't know what Eddie Howe's seeing, of course, you know, but I'm, I'm sure he'll get a bit more game time. I mean, the problem is Newcastle say they win the next two games, qualify for the Champions League. Then, you know, then Eddie, who never who never looks at the table and says he concentrates <laughs> one game at a time, will definitely yeah. want to finish third. Um, so, you know, he probably won't, you know, probably won't get a chance until the very last game of the season. But it, look, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. The question from Ainsley Foster to finish off, lads. If only one player could be signed in the window, who would the panel want? So if you could only sign one player, Ian, I'm going to come to you because you look as if you're struggling for an answer, but you don't like... No, 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 no. <laughs> I was just thinking if I could get away with saying Ossiman, then I'm going to... Well, that, well that's who I would sign. No, yeah, yeah. no. So there's three of us saying Osherman. George? Osherman, definitely. Four. Uh, I've, I've looked at him quite a bit since I heard the name. And yeah, yeah. I, he's worth a shout. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely worth a shout. Darren, have you, have you seen him play? Uh, no, I haven't. Funny enough, uh, mine would be Madison. Yours would no, be Madison. Second. Yeah, I have to say Osherman. And luckily enough, I have seen him play. And that, and he, he, could be like our Drogba if 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 we were to sign him because he's got that about him, big, powerful, yeah. Yeah. The, the complete number nine, and and he does chase, and I think he's ideal for, for our style of play as well because he'll chase all day long. He'll chase lots better players. than Drogba for me. Cracking player Drogba. I remember seeing yeah. him play. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing yeah. him yeah. play yeah. in the yeah. Me, I remember, I remember seeing him in the semi-finals against us, and uh, yeah. you know when when we played Marseille, he was absolutely outstanding. Oh, yeah. Cracking, cracking player. He, he was remind, a great player, but I think Osimhen's better. Reminds me of Holland. Uh, Drug, Drugba did the early yeah, Drugba yeah. anyway. Yeah. Def, yeah. Definitely. Um, so, what about you, Jimmy? I mean, we've got Declan Rice from Steve Middlemas, Carver for Ian McKenna. What about you? Who would who would your one big signing be? We could only sign one. Damn, that's a tough one, but after seeing the video of Rice and that kid, yeah, where he, I don't know if, yeah. if you saw the, the interaction, mm -hmm. the interaction with that kid yesterday. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just put, you know, pure class, pure class of be a great addition to the locker room. But I'm gonna say Madison. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Mad I mean Madison for me, you know, Madison for me last season was the player that I wanted. We've, we've, we've gone to windows now. We haven't signed them. Um, on current form, Leicester look as if they could go down as well. You know, so you know we, we might get him. We might get him in a, in a cheaper deal than we we thought. If uh, Newcastle do go for him, Barry. It's a hard one because Osherman is about to sign a 300 grand a week contract with Napoli. So he's not going anywhere. And he's, it's whether it's a realistic signing or not. I mean, uh, if he did go, I think everybody in the world would want him. I agree with Darren. I think Madison would just change our midfield plus supplies for more goals. So I would, I would go for Madison at the minute. Mikel Marino, not the first time I've seen that name from Terraces, uh, an old player returning potentially, done well since he left. Alfonso Davis, says Johnny Green. Uh, Milinkovic, Milinkovic Savage, says Gary. Um, Diaby, says Tom Dixon. Kevin? Declan Rice. Declan Rice, yeah. Just a yeah. shot. And I watched Madison recently in over two, three, four games, and he hasn't, not for me. 
Um, I think if you get Declan Rice, you push Bruno further forward where he'd be more impactful. I think Declan Rice will just cover that back four like a general in midfield. And I think he, he gets it and gives it and he's simple. And like Jimmy said in the video that I seen just earlier today, I mean, it just seems like a true top pro. Granted, it's money. London. So what? It's going to cost you 100 million. Close to it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the only downside with Rice. I think you, that, yeah. not, you not you personally, Kev. Don't worry. No, no, not, not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not Jimmy and a few of the boys from here in Atlanta. We can chip in and we'll be all right. You know, we'll we'll figure. <laughs> just had to sell out on tickets for the match. That's bad enough. <laughs> hey, we got a nice young defender here uh, in Atlanta. You know, got his got his caps for the U.S. team. You know. Robinson. Well, Robinson and, and um, little sidekick that just made the U.S. men's team. Um, uh, Wiley, yeah, Wiley. Yeah, he's, nice he's he's not a he's a decent player, but I don't think it's the level what we're looking at, Jimmy. Unfortunately, good for the uh, no, he he's young. He's young, and he'd get a lot better coaching than the yep. clowns that we got on the sideline yep. in Atlanta. Yep. Yeah, sorry, we're turning into an Atlanta United podcast. No, that's fine. <laughs> Alan, yeah. uh, Keith Green says, says Harry Kane. Uh, Steve McGinnis says stopped. Rice is box to box, so he would be great. Uh, you're saying Rice would cost 100 million, but a proposing Osserman says Derek. Um, Alan, I'll throw another name out that, that uh, probably be left of centre uh, Brendan Johnson, not in the forest. Uh, the other names have yeah. already been Osserman. In Madison, but if Forest get relegated, I think it's a young talent, Brendan Johnson. Yeah, it's another, it's another like great them. shout. It's another great shout. I think Newcastle will be bringing in one or two surprises as well, and they'll certainly be shopping in the uh, the sensible market. And just, just uh, you know, just got to bear that in mind. I think um, you know they, they won't go mad, they won't break their wage structure dramatically. They'll, they'll probably have to break it, but not to the extent of. You know, shelling out uh, ridiculous wages that uh, we see some of the clubs paying at the moment. We can't afford to do that. So uh, it will be interesting. Uh, that hour has flown by. Um, John Justice Allen uh, has been uh, sitting in the chat there. So a big shout out to him. Um, as most of you know, we've been selling tickets uh, for the Alan Shearer Ball. Um, and uh, John has managed to draw the winner from his sick bed. So the winner of the Alan Shearer Ball is R. Burra. Uh, congratulations. Um, I think it's Ray, if I remember rightly. Um, if you can email John at nufcmatters.com and he will sort uh, out the details. Uh, but well done, mate. Uh, you have won the ball. We will have another one uh, up for grabs very, very soon. I'm back 2.45 tomorrow afternoon uh, with Ross Gregory. Uh, Wednesday, we'll hopefully see two shows. Jordy's here. Jordy's there is back. Uh, time to be confirmed. Got to sort out a podcast with Liam Kennedy on Wednesday as well. So you're getting two on Wednesday. Thursday will be Super Mac and Gibbo at two in the afternoon. And the Amigos will be five o'clock on Friday. But for now, it's thanks to Ian. Thanks to George, Darren, Dunnell. Thanks to Jimmy. Thanks to Barry. Thanks to Kevin. Thanks to Alan. And more importantly, thanks to you guys for watching. Take care. Good night. Good have a good evening. Cheers, boys. Good night, everybody. Big shout out to all our sponsors. Thanks to Skips and Bins. Telephone 0800 25 45 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website skipsandbins.com. 
Easy Contract Free and Pays You Go Waste Collection. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources, handmade in Cumbria. You can order them from their website, mrvickys.co.uk, or by calling 01768 210102. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video technology. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End, Newcastle. If you enjoy the show, please hit the little thumb under the video and like the video. Click share to share to your other social media or subscribe. Um, it's free and we do seven shows a week. If you want to become a member, you can click join underneath this video. There are different packages to suit all different pockets. And if you want to become a cult member, then put your smartphone over the QR code. It'll take you straight there to the website, which is nufcmatters.com. If you go in via the website, just click membership pack. What do you get for your money? You get a pen, you get a cup, you get a membership card and a scarf and entry into the monthly draw. Don't forget, we are available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. And we also support the food bank on this show. NUFCfansfoodbank.co.uk is where you'll find the match day bucket. You can make a virtual donation today. We've also got some events coming up over the next couple of months. An evening with Peter Beardsley at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets available from NewcastleLegends.com. Or go to Woucher and get a 40% discount. Our end of season due is the 27th of May at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets are at tenner from nufcmatters.com. An evening with Gavin Peacock takes place on July the 10th at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets from nufcmatters.com for that event. And the following night, Gavin will be at the Time Mouse Surf Cafe. Go to their website for ticket information. We've got a vast range of T-shirts, merchandise and memorabilia available on our website. The Ezak T-shirt is doing well. Go to nufcmatters.com to buy one a day.